AG1 is a comprehensive and convenient blend of over 70 high quality ingredients. And what that means is each morning when I wake up, before I do anything else, I drink AG1 to set me up for the day. It keeps me clear-headed, full of energy and focused on whatever I need to do, like writing the fighting cock, for example. One scoop, once a day, before breakfast, and that's it. I've actually found that I've not been needing coffee in the morning to get me started. I've still been drinking coffee because I love coffee, but it's not because it's like a necessity to do so. AG1 is made out of the highest quality ingredients subject to the strictest manufacturing standards. AG1 is NSF certified for sport and this process involves exhaustive testing and verification that every serving of AG1 is exactly what you see on the label. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs for your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock. That's drinkag1.com forward slash the fighting cock to get started. And to help the podcast. Thank you very much. Have a great day and enjoy the show. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to episode 15, season 12 of the Fighting Cop podcast. Today on the show we've got Felonious Filth. Hello, hello. Hello T. And we've got the Fespian lesbian Mark Nesbitt. Hello. Where's that? What? what? I don't know. Ricky described, uh, Ricky described you on Saturday as uh, you having the look of a butcher from the, Nether- from the Netherlands in, ni- in the 1970s. I get it. I don't know Dutch. what it means, but Dutch, a Dutch, D- Dutch nineteen seventies butcher. Yeah, who goes to it goes to a drama school strictly for lesbians. That's Mark's look, fundamentally. <laughs> anyway, welcome, gentlemen. How how have you been since um, we saw each other on Saturday at the game? Everything going well? Uh, I was telling Mark that um, it's a bit of a blow after the game. Um, I had um, had a drink in the beaver, a drink at Beaver Town. Then went Beehive, then went KFC, then got a train, then ate Subway, then went to bed. You had a KFC half and a Subway? The, yeah, and I half watched the Clarissa Shields Marshall fight. And um, yeah, it's just. Um, just yeah. on that quickly, that was, you know, it was the most watched f- female boxing match in the UK in history. Two million That's people good. watched it. Yeah, it's good. It's progressive. Great That's fight. Good, you know, I hope, hopefully there'll be another decent all women card in the not too distant future. Yeah. Um,. Yeah, speaking of food and football, so I had a bit of an experience. It's a shame because I wanted to get Ricky and uh, Spook on on this pod to talk about it. We, I was arriving at the uh, at Tottenham later than them, 
And they plotted up in this calf, the Enjoy Calf, the Enjoy Calf, Enjoy Calf, on Tottenham High Road. And I walked in there, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm not super keen on eating loads before you drink. Anyway, I got in there. Ricky and Spooky have got the biggest fry-ups I've ever seen. It Honestly, it was like they had two fry-ups each. It was on one plate, but effectively there was enough food to feed four people, and they were just sitting there. Spooky had all of that food and went, can I have chips on top? Um, Ricky said, I'll be fine because I've taken the free hash browns off, but I have ordered extra fried bread. So I felt like I had to eat, and it was it it, it ruined it because I was like five pints in. By the time the pod uh, the the game came round, I just wasn't pissed at all. I hated them. I absolutely hated them. Sitting there with all that fucking food. Anyway, they they they're going to explain their actions in in um, in coming episodes. Um, thanks for your input there, boys. It's good. Well, you... we were, I think we could ask what our pre-match rituals were. Well, all right, go on then. There's a, a bit of a pregnant pause. Um, well, you just, if, if I leave a pregnant pause, fill it with dick. <laughs> dick and balls and shaft and everything. Yeah. Um, but um, the ritual I had, which probably isn't that exciting, is that I would drink um, a small, I think it's a 10CL bottle of uh, Martell on the way to the game. It would always keep me warm in the winter. Um, mm. It's probably a size above a miniature. That would always that would always do me fine. I'm you not done the cafe with Ricky, but you've kind of sold it to me, Flav. So I think, um... well, it's madness. If you're going on, an, on, on going to the game, you don't want to be full of fucking food. It's such greasy food, and it wasn't just us in there. This place was rammed, and the standard of the food was pretty good. It's very mm-hmm. quick. I'd, I'd recommend if you want food before a game, go to the Enjoy Cafe on Tottenham High Road. But it was just madness. I kept looking at Ricky, and he was just shoveling food into his mouth, and I'm like, "How are you going to get through this day?" We got to the pub. We sat there. And none of us could speak, let alone drink our beer, because we were so fucking full. It was ridiculous. Well, uh, I have to say, well, but uh, go on. No, no, I'd say when I got when I got to the pub, you guys were like, you looked flat. Yeah, like, we were flat, full of fucking carbs. Man. We'd used like, you all, all of, just sat there like feeling a bit sad. We'd lo- we've used all of our um, all of our joyous moments, all all the best bit of the day up on. 15 min- minutes of eating the biggest fry-ups I've ever seen in my life. Um, we got round it, though, but it's just, it was a bit of a sort of ruined the experience for me because uh, I like to go into the, gr- uh, into the game very tipsy. Um, not pissed, but tipsy. Anyway, um, we got there in the end. But um, I, what, what, it, it made me think about what people's pre-game rituals are. So we want your pre-game rituals, and the best ones we'll read out on the pod next week or, or towards the end of this week. I think we'll do another one after the Manchester United game. Um, yeah, what are your pre-game rituals? What do you and your boys and girls uh, get up to? The weirder, the better, but anything that springs to mind. Email us at flav at thefightingcock.co.uk. Um, so usually when we do a NordVPN read, because NordVPN are backing the fighting cock in a big way and we, we love them for it, we'll get them to exp- we'll, 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 we might previously explain what we've got up to and the naughty things you can get up to with NordVPN. NordVPN, by the way, fundamentally is a security program, right? It protects your computer. But you can do so much with it, which makes it uh, very, very useful. But this blew my mind. The, the guy, Jake, at NordVPN, we chat every week. And um, he told me this. This will blow your mind. If you have NordVPN already, you can do this immediately. And if you don't have NordVPN, you can sign up by going to nordvpn.com forward slash fightcock. Uh, you get a huge discount. Uh, four months free if you pay for a year up front. It's completely risk-free. You get 30-day back money guarantee. Now listen to this. Do not skip this. Do you remember Satanta Sports? 
you remember the Irish uh, sports? Ch- uh, they had the Premier League rights for a while and they collapsed. Do you remember I that? Remember boys? them very well. Yeah. Yep. They don't. They didn't collapse. They moved to Moldova, right? They are for, for listen to this. Three pound forty nine a month. You can get Premier League, La Liga, Serie A, Bundesliga, League On, Eredivisie, Scottish Premier League, NASCAR, World Tennis Association. European Golf Tour, I don't know why this has come like eighth in the list, but Champions League, Europa League, and UFC. The commentary is in English, and it's been tested, and it absolutely runs like a dream. Essentially, you're tapping into Satanta Sports in Moldova for £3.49 a month. Like, that is mental. That's How many times could you fit £3.49 in a single bill that you get from sky you're paying over 100 pounds and you might think there's nothing illegal about this you're not doing anything wrong you're simply utilizing the internet and nordvpn and just to explain how it works because some people might get confused it's the most simple thing in the world you get a map of the world and there's dots in different countries all you need to do is find moldova click on it and then use the internet to access satanta in moldova it's really easy to sign up it costs three pound 49 if you bin sky and just have this you're actually saving money you're you're making money that you would otherwise spend on sky and bt sports and whatnot madness absolute madness um so we don't even need to do a silly funny thing that's just good enough on its own to sign up uh, at uh, nordvpn.com forward slash fighting cock and get all of the sport all of the time for three pound 49 a month like, you're mad if you don't do that get on it get on it mark do it do it do it yo who knows more about football me or you well, be you signed a contract be last month, so um, be honest. on this, it's, it's now in my contract. I'm contractually obliged to say that you, you know more about football than I do. But I think the, the people the people know, Flav, the people know. So I, I, I think I you think, put it to the people. I think there's you know? an assumption out there. I should write you at Flav at the fine card. <laughs> but there's an assumption out there that I don't know much about football because of all the things I've said in the thousands of hours we've recorded. But um, I think, Mark, you know, you lord around the thing I know about football. I've, I've read a few websites before going on the podcast, so I know what I'm talking about. The reality is, I knew that the three-five-two was better for Tottenham before you did. You're coming round. Cool. You said five-three-two. Sometimes it is a five-three-two. It's That's very not- fluid. <laughs> it's very fluid. Very fluid formation. Out off the ball, five-three-two. On the ball, three-four, three-five-two. So, um, you know, don't worry about that. That's, that was, and also, that was just a mistake. I was pissed, and I sent you a message gloating and got the numbers the wrong way around. Um, but there was a sudden change, wasn't there, Mark, in this game against Everton mm-hmm. when Richarlison went off, and obviously we were forced to switch to a 3-5-2 because we had no other forwards, and Lucas Moore wasn't ready. Um, yeah, yeah we, we just look, we look better. We started creating like, chances. It's, defensive, it's a defensive it's, formation, isn't it? But it, we started... Well it, well, it is, but it isn't. Like, you, it depends how you use it. I like, knew that, so, the so the way... Yeah, you, I'm, uh, I'm just... You were going to say that, and I rudely cut you off. Um, <laughs> I knew you were going to say that, because yeah. you know more about football than me. <laughs> but the... the um, yeah, like, like it can be... It can be adapted to be very offensive. I mean, we saw we saw that in large, large phases, where all of a sudden you see players like... You know, Hoybier, uh, Bentecourt, even Romero got got very involved in in the in the offensive phases. So, so it's it it can be. I mean, you you saw as well because we've got more control in midfield. Our wing backs can push up so much higher, um, 
it so, so it can be utilized in, in a more offensive way. Um, if you want it to, to, to just sit on midfield and choke out, choke out the other team and, and just hold possession, you could, you could do that too. Your wing backs just need to be a little bit further back so that, you know, there's not, um, you don't leave too many gaps, but, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great formation. My only worry with it so far had been around creativity and, 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 ball progression uh, through the middle because I wasn't 100% convinced, you know, Javier Bentoncourt with, with Basuma in, in the more of a deep-lying six was was, was going to be all that great, but actually it's kind of coming up trumps. So, yeah. Um, I was wrong again. Yeah, and I was right. Um, I was hit. Uh, T, um, what, what did you make of the performance overall? I thought it was, um, I thought it was um, workmanlike, it was professional. Um, I mean... This week was probably the first time I've watched Spurs live in well over a month, and Ben Tancor is just a fucking giant. Just a wonderful, wonderful player. There's lots of good individual performances. Um, I don't think we were in danger of losing the game. I think Everton had um, 0.0 xG in the second half, which just showed yeah, how registered a single... much we nullified the minimal threat that they did offer. So um, I, I, I was happy with the win. Um, I think, as ever, we're always going to have people who would rather be in the side. I mean, I... I love Perisic, but I do like us assessing on there for assessing on offers a lot more than Perisic does. But he's given everyone minutes, given everyone their time. And um, also, I think, you know, Conte has waxed lyrical about Matt Doherty um, after the game, gave him a big, massive hug um, when, he, when he subbed him off. You know, Jed Spencer had a couple of minutes. But um, no, I was overall, I, I was very happy. Um, I, and only, only just dawned on me. We've got a hundred percent home record. Didn't realise that we've won ten games on the bounce in all competitions and eight in the league. That's mental. It's yeah. amazing. I mean, we've we've talked about making a new stadium a fortress, and I think Conte is starting to make that happen now. Yeah, for sure. I, the most pleasing part of it was that um, in, you know in the first half, <clears throat> Everton was such you know they legitimately turned into a good defensive unit and uh, under Lampard this season. Was it before this game? I think it was the second best defense in the Premier League. Yeah, um, and um, it was it was always going to be difficult. It was like watching. And we talked about this on the five statements review pod that we did behind the Patreon paywall, and um, about you know Everton looking more like Burnley than any other, and, and obviously with Tarkowski at, at, at the back and the blocks that they were throwing in, and just had been really dogged in midfield. It was it was a it was very frustrating in the first half. And there were there were sort of people moaning in the crowd, and I get it because you're kind of watching. And you think, all right, well, we have we've been we've been a little bit stagnant in in the way we approach the, the way we attack in uh, this season thus far, and it kind of felt like it was playing out again. But in the second half, and if you look across the board, we had chances, and in the second half especially, we it, we just came into our own. And obviously, after scoring the penalty, or Kane scoring the penalty, it meant that. Everton were going to have to come out a little bit and they did they did try to be a little bit more progressive but what was beautiful about it and this is what Conte warns about and has been warning us about pretty much since he turned up which is we need to control the games we need to have influence over every moment of the game and large almost 95% of this game we did have and none never was it more evident than when we'd scored and we seemed to control the ball for what it felt like about 20 minutes. Like we lost it, but got it back and got it under control and really frustrated and took any sting from an Everton uh, reaction out. Um, yeah, it was just, it was just wonderful to see such control and with that extra man in midfield, 
Basuma, it was uh, it made um, it made it seem much more easier than it actually was. It's difficult on Premier League level, Mark, to to control the game against any team. Yeah, it's it's there are no easy gimmies uh, in the Prem um, anymore. I mean, you know, even up against teams that are performing pretty badly at the moment. I mean, you know, we, we're still we, we're still <laughs> still in the back of our minds, not just because we're, we're Spurs fans that we come up against, even when we come up against smaller teams that that we could struggle. So, so yeah, but you're right. I mean, we we looked, we did look a lot more in, in control. Um, one thing I th- I thought, and I don't know if you guys notice this or if I'm just making it up uh, in my with my happy clapper ginger eyes but it, it also looked like not just as fans but the, the players looked more comfortable in the 3-5-2 they just looked a bit more like a bit more confident and like they're trying a few more things but I don't know and, and, and like Kane as well I thought I thought this was Kane's best best goal best game uh, of the season so far so and, and it kind of he didn't have to drop back so much. He didn't have to work so hard defensively. I, I, I really, I really think. I mean, I'm, I'm really coming around to the three-five-two and, and the, the, the increased confidence it gives us as fans, but as players as well. I feel like they, they, it's, it feels like they prefer it. And yeah. Almost like they, they've been training for the three-five-two rather than training for the three-four-three. Um, well, as soon as, was, as soon as it happened, as soon as Richarlison hobbled off, and um, let's talk about him potentially might even be he's world cup might even be in, in, in doubt so i'm not sure what he's actually injury his injury is but it, he his role is crucial i mean all every player's role is is crucial but when he's not performing essentially our attack in the 343 this uh, this saturday was failing by 30% like uh, richarlison's performance was was poor it was poor yeah, but one opportunity where he um he broke across and hit a shot and it got blocked, which looked like it was going in. But for whatever reason he was having a poor game. Many maybe the reason is that, you know, he isn't a right forward. He's very much left left sided or a number nine. And you're asking him to do a job that he's uncomfortable with. And um it showed against Everton that he, he just it, it, something wasn't right and when he got injured it, it to me in that moment it was forced the, the formation change. And suddenly, as soon as it happened, and this isn't a slight like Richardson, it was just like the system change seemed to suit us, like you said. And like you mentioned about the wing backs, like it was something I noticed when when you're in the ground, it's like looking at the pitch. It's very different from looking as, as uh, you know, for obvious reasons, um, the TV broadcast when you can see everything all the time. The width that we had with Perisic and um, and Doherty, especially on that right hand side. It was it was unreal? It was, it was so far forward. It was it reminded me a little bit at times they were so far forward of that Pochettino that famous win against Steve Bruce's Aston Villa, where the fir- two furthest forwards, the uh, two furthest pl- forward players were our wing backs in Danny Rose and Carl Walker. It had that kind of feel to it because they were giving up position and we just created so much width, which pulled Everton at Everton's back line, which was really disciplined. They were forced to deal with the full, full backs when they hadn't had to do that. With a three-four-three, so or the wing backs rather, so it gave us new new options. So if if Kane or Son wasn't available, then it would go wide. And what Doherty did so well, and why he got so many plaudits, was he used the ball fantastically. Certainly his carrying and the way he, you know, almost glided past players meant that they had to suddenly really worry about Matt Doherty, which isn't something I'd imagine they were that caught up on before the game. Like his performance, yeah, he played quite well. It was just, 
he just didn't. Not only did he not lose it, it, it wasn't. He wasn't just economical. He was actually damaging. He was hurting them every time he he went forward. It's I was gonna look like the player last ask, year. I thought. Is sure. that the first Conte game you've seen in the flesh? Uh, you know it might be. You know, I haven't been for the last game I went to. Yeah, it would have been because the last game I went to was the Chelsea game. One Nuno. Um, I've got to say, so man, what, what a fucking ball like that was. Say, so what, what, what did you make of it? Because obviously you probably you wouldn't have seen Benton core before, for example. So, you know, what, what did you make of it, seeing it in the flesh for the first time? I think, um, I think it's different. Like, I mean, I've, I've gone to fa- like over a thousand football games in my life, right? So I know what it's like to be there and watch it live in the stadium. But I've got so used to watching it on telly that it's almost like watching a different games. Certainly if you're near the post, the bottom of the post, uh, sorry, bottom of the pitch. Um, ben Tenkor less so because what the camera's always focused on pretty much on the centre of the pitch. So you see Hoybier yeah, and Ben Tenkor. But it, it was the width, the, 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 the move, the system that you could see that um, Hoybier, um, that Conte was, was playing was much more evident when you're, when you're there. I really did enjoy being back actually. Like it's been, it's such a weird thing to not go to Spurs as often as I used to. Um, and I really enjoyed... You remember how important around the game is as, a part, as opposed to just the game itself. And seeing everyone and meeting everyone. It was just... Uh, it was wonderful to, to be back there, really. And I, I do miss it. I do. It's just, I spent, I'd say, nine hours travelling on that day to be at the ground and full of chips and fry up. Um <laughs> And I had to leave ten minutes before the end. Missed the Hoybier goal because it was the only way I was going to get my train. So that's not the that's not the that's not the going to Spurs that I grew up doing. So it's um, yeah, I might have to move the family to London <laughs> just to start going to Spurs. <laughs> but yeah, no, he's uh, Ben Tenko was he's a class act, man. I was I wasn't I I I, I was convinced that Kulisevsky was the ace card out to both of them, and Ben Tenko was bought bought in because we needed bodies in midfield and he's a good player and he's competent I can't decide who's who's the better signing and that's a wonderful position to be in who do you think is the better signing Mark? Um, I, th- I think it will still turn out to be Kulusevsky um, but I, th- I think you're right do you know what I don't think I don't think the, the club was a million miles away uh, in their estimation to, to you of, 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 of Bentoncourt I think we did need we did need depth I think that's kind of, that, that is why we we we, we, we we bought him and we knew there was potential there um the fact he's he's just had this massive glow up um it's it's a huge bonus for us and i mean conte does improve players um so so, so there is that but yeah i think it'll still be kulisevsky i think kulisevsky's ceiling is is huge mm. um this this injury is, is you know it's not it's going to be a major setback we we are missing him um but i think we maybe have potentially we've even made a little bit too much of how we miss him. It's just in the three four three. Yeah, we miss him, but yeah. if we revert to a three five two. All of a sudden, we've got other options. So more of that in a bit. Um, let's talk about Hoybier then, because he's imperious um, again. Uh, a player uh, who you've had to defend, Mark, as a fellow, uh, a fellow, a fellow national. Um, but it it can't be denied how important he is. T, how crucial do you think he is to Tottenham? But did you see how how much would we miss him if he, if he wasn't there? Both for his leadership and being that guy in the centre midfield, but also the quality that he brings. Because 
he, I think he's underrated by Spurs fans and, and, and the wider fan base. He is underrated, but um, anyone does, anyone who does that job is gonna be be underappreciated. It's not as um, it's not as silky on the ball as um, as Bentancur. You know, he's not um, he doesn't necessarily beat players like Dembele did. You know, many years ago, but he's kind of the glue that holds a lot of it together, and he's added goals to his game. Important goals like that. I mean, the Chelsea goal, for example, was you know a massively important goal in the context of the game and, and probably the season because um, you know we. We're on this good run and Chelsea are a tough away day and he just, he never shirks. Um, even if Spurs are having a bad game, he never shirks responsibility. So, um, no, I mean, um, last week, I think um, I was kind of damning the faint praise that he's one of our better players. But but he has been and he stepped <coughs> up and um, Conte likes him. He's Conte on the pitch and um, he can, he's one of these people who can do everything. He doesn't do one thing amazingly. There's everything to probably 75, 80%. Yeah. And that's the value of having him there. You know, he's not one of these guys who's, I don't know, super quick or amazing attack. He's just one of these people who does all of the things that Bentancourt does to a good level. Whereas Bentancourt might be weak in some other parts, you know? And um, the irony of these, his, his passing stats, his attacking passing stats are better than Bentancourt's. Yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised by that. Bent, Hubi is an underrated passer as well. Got to, got, got to give him his props for that. And, um, yeah, I think it's been been a lovely season for for him. He strikes me a man as a, who does two big poos a day. Yeah, I reckon he probably has. Um, I reckon he probably eats crisps while he does it as well. He just sits on there as a like a bag of salt and vinegar walkers. Yeah, I reckon maybe Perfect. kettle chips. A very consistent poo style. Yeah, like very like healthy. healthy. You know, like the right. Yeah, absolutely right color, the right sort of consistency. Hoybier has never had to wipe too much. He's never had to wipe once in his life. No. Hoybier, it's just nah. clean in and out, uh-uh. not, not in and out. Yeah, out, out. Um, although you don't know, um, how many Premier League clubs? This is a question from Gallo. He on Twitter. He says, "How many Premier League clubs does Hoybier walk directly into?" It's a good question. Uh, does he get into Newcastle's uh, midfield? Uh, <laughs> what? Of course he does. He, he gets into every. The only player, the only DM better than him in the league right now is, is Rodri at City. Um, that you're, you, you, he doesn't get like, like I know with, with Spurs and, and whatnot, but at, currently he doesn't get into Arsenal's midfield, does he? Of course he does. In, uh, in of front of who? 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 What? Lukonga? Xhaka? No. J- no. Yeah, Xhaka and Partey. He, I doubt he gets. He's, he's better than both of them. The only so Thiago Alcantara maybe on like on, on his day he's not playing very well this season and why he's been injured and Liverpool shit and da, da, da. but right now on current form the only DM better than him in the league. There's other you know attacking midfielders that will put out yeah, the, but the he's stats right. and a, a silky on the ball. Defensively, defensive midfielder wise, Rodri. He's the second best in the league after Rodri. Fuck, that is a second I, best in the league. Would you he's agree? Second best. Like this, Mark is saying that he's he would walk into every team bar bar team, uh, City. Rodri. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I love it. I love I it. I'm going to play alongside Roger. Come on. I, I, 
Hmm? He's Rodri is Rodri is a step above. He's he's amazing. What, what, T, what do you make of that statement? Is he far off? It's, it's, it's wild, but um, you know, unlike Mark and yourself, I don't watch um, other other teams um, that closely to well, to really go against him. But it does sound weird him saying that that um, <laughs> he walked into every team. I mean, um, apparently N'Golo Conte is made of glass, and Chelsea don't really want him, so can't really say that name anymore. But um, it's not a position that's rich in talent in the Premier League, to be fair. Now I really think about it. I don't think um, any of the current mob will make an all-time Premier League side. So maybe he is the second best. There's no, um, there's no um, Yaya Torre. There's no um, Sierra, I say. So I love it. Maybe, maybe he is. What did you make of that story that broke a couple of weeks ago that, that, that Kante has been offered around, including to Tottenham? Would you, would you take him, Mark? Uh, it's it's a tough one because Kante is. I mean, he was one of not just one of the world's you know best defensive midfielders. He's one of the world's best best midfielders. He was absolutely imperious sort of three or four years ago. Um, and I think there's still. I mean, there's a little bit of a, a Perisic kind of vibe around him where he's he's an ex- still if he's if he stays fit, he's an exceptionally good footballer. Um. I, I mean, it depends on the, how much he would. He, he costs. I think he's the he's one of the three or four highest paid players at Chelsea. So it would need to be financially needs to be the right deal. But footballing wise, if it was the right deal, he's a brilliant player, and we should definitely look at him. I, and he's not like there's none of this this Chelsea bullshit around him. Stick, that doesn't I that doesn't come into it with him. Stick with uh, Skip. See what he can do, Skippy. Uh, um, the, the other the other thing that, that that came out today was that Bonucci. Has uh, asked to leave Juve in January, and that Spurs are looking at him. Thirty-five-year-old Bonucci, by the way, is this is a man who I had a dream about a couple of weeks ago. I'm not sure I mentioned this on the podcast. I had a dream that was in a, a five-a-side pitch uh, with, uh, and Bonucci and Chiellini were there, and I really love Chiellini. Like, I know he's a bit of a like Peter winds people up, but I think he's an amazing player. He, he's been incredible. And I said to him in my dream that you're my favourite player ever, which he isn't. It's, that would be so weird. But uh, And I said to Chiellini, uh, yeah, you're my favourite player. And he was so overjoyed the fact that I was his favourite player that he decided that we were going to have a 2v2 on a five-a-side pitch. Me and Chiellini to Bonucci and this TikTok influencer called Cal the Dragon. I don't know what he was doing in my dream. Um, he's like this uh, kid who's like autistic who plays football with himself in the garden it doesn't matter um anyway i megged um i megged bonucci and uh, and scored and uh, uh for that reason i don't think he's good enough for spurs would you take bonucci right. that, that says it all um is it it's, it's 35 really... too old is it is he too long in the two for the premier league because even romero come out uh, today saying there's this the premier league is different football to what's played in Serie A. But, you know, you look at Thiago Silva, who's doing bits in the Premier League. Maybe it's possible. Um, there may be um, Benucci's on that kind of Conor Ben IVF shit that keeps him, that preserves him. So, yeah, you know, if um, if the if the top brass at Tottenham think that Benucci um, can do a job, I'm for it. I mean... Yeah, if Conte um, wants him, get him. I I would probably be, I'll probably think that none of us really want to see um, Sanchez or Tanganga turn up for Spurs next season. And if... Um, the alternative is getting an experienced player in Bonucci and someone who can probably coach younger defenders as well, then 
It's not the worst move in the world. Yeah, Perisic has done wonders with uh, Sessegnon thus far. Um, Here he has. Mark. Yo. What do you make of the pundits in Korea blaming Perisic for Son's poor, poor form? <laughs> I saw this. It is... Look, it's... I will... I'll admit there is some stats-wise. You can, you know, I think it's it's been a lot of games where where it does seem like that pairing hasn't really worked. But I haven't seen anything. You know, I got to all the home games, go to wherever away games I can go to. Although I haven't been to any this season, like I, I don't, I haven't seen any of it. Um, I thought I they, they, they are it, seems a, it seems a bit like me when I'm saying, you know, Javier is the best player in the world. Maybe they're looking after their own. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, they do not give a shit about Tottenham. <laughs> like they, they, no, they are, give a fuck. And, and I, I appreciate it. They're very much following the most famous person in their entire country. Um, but uh, I mean, Son, if it is the case, needs to adapt. And it's it's about time, isn't it? It's not like Son's kicking off. As, oh, I don't want to play with Perisic. It may be a, a worthwhile conversation to be had, but I actually thought in the first half against Everton that we were most dangerous when those two were on the ball exchanging play on the left-hand side. And Perisic is such a threat with the ball. Not that he doesn't need to take... He, and he probably can't take you know, young Premier League fullbacks on anymore. But he doesn't need to because his delivery is delicious. And um, you know, Son had opportunities in this game. We could have, he could have bagged that. And that follow up to the Kane volley, which Pickford saved, and it came out to Son, and he put it over. That was a good chance. That wasn't nothing to do with with, with Perisic. Um, his five goals this year have come from it coming games or two games where Sessegnon started. But you know, just give it to what are they saying? Like, mm. Just been off. Yeah, Perisic. But it's not, they're not all assists game. from Sessegnon. Like no. it's not like Sessegnon is having this impact. Like. You know, I can sort of see, I can see the argument that there might potentially be a bit of overlap in that, in the half space on on the left wing, because that's where, you know, that's where Son likes to sort of sit and and receive and run into space and all that sort of stuff. And Perisic does like to push up there and is, is a, is, is the kind of wing back that we've, that we were screaming for on the left that we already have when Doherty is playing well, he already does that on the right. So they're a good partnership in that sort of sense. Um, so I, you know, space-wise, yeah, okay, but you've got a player like Son who's elite at finding space and elite at running at defenders. It, at some point, it's going to click with Perisic, who's who's elite at finding space and 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 you know, crossing lot, medium and long-range passing is is up there as well. So I, I think it's a, a stats-wise, I think it's a coincidence. I haven't seen anything in the in the flesh for it. Um. Yeah, I think it's an overreaction. Um, let's move on to Conte. Uh, that was actually, by the way, our best ever start in, in, in the Premier League era. Um, Ten games on the bounce, winning at home. Oh. Unreal stuff. And, 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 you know, perhaps we haven't even clicked into gear yet. Who knows? But uh, things are looking very rosy. And because of that, um, it's mooted that a new contract is going to be offered to Conte and they're in talks currently about what that might look like. That's, uh, right now, is really positive stuff, isn't it, T? It's like, we're, we're, we're doing well, things are going well, and, and combined with that, Harry Kane is also apparently, according to these reports, uh, Alistair Gold report, reported it, so it's not from like some sort of weird little twatty website run from some kid in these 
bedroom. I don't know why I said twatty there. It's unnecessary. Um, but yeah, so it, this is a legitimate source that Kane is open to a new contract at Tottenham. As is Conte. What, uh, what, what does that mean? Because at the end of the season, he he could leave. There is another year option on the table. What's interesting to you is that the conversation and the way Conte's been talking about multiple transfer windows, about playing for the future, about using players in, in the right way to give them an opportunity, signing um, the guy from Udinese, I forget how to pronounce his name, but you know, players that Conte rates, but you know, is, is a kind of project. But yeah, What do you make of that, that uh, um, the noise? It feels like Conte can see his medium-term future, not going to say long-term, at Tottenham, and that's good to see. Um, when Pep Guardiola first joined Man City, he was someone who was only at clubs for two or three seasons. He's been at Man City for about seven, eight years now. So it's possible that managers who move around a lot can find a home and find a niche. And I feel that um, this is a big enough project for Conte to, you know what, to, to crack the code. Um, he's not as... Um, warm and lovable as Pochettino is, but the players respond to content the same way that they respond to Pochettino. Um, That's a good point, that... point, point while I remember, T. If you compare them both, like Conte and Pochettino, mm-hmm. in terms of your affection, like how, how and, and, and how they make you, like, you know, how, how do you feel about them being your, your manager? Like, how, how do you place them together? How close to Conte is Pochettino? Sorry, the other mm-hmm. way around. How, how close to Pochettino is, is Conte? He's close. He's close. Um, I mean, I feel that what Pochettino got us from to what he ended up leaving Spurs as being, you know, Champions League finalist, a regular top four outfit, he completely changed the the face of the club in that point of view. I mean, I'm not going to overlook what Martin Yole did um, or Redknapp. They did great work beforehand, but Pochettino kind of took what they did and made us a really credible football club and you know, helps, you know, build us a stadium and give us that credibility. But it feels like um, Conte might be, you know, the, the Phil Jackson to um, Positino, Doug Collins. What does that mean? Um, I don't you know, know the, what that... Um, the, 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 the Bob Paisley to Positino's oh, um, Bill Shankly, you know, busting out the names. So, um, oh, is it basketball? See, you knew it was fucking, basketball, Mark. Never so fucking go. do that again. Uh, do you know, keep doing it. No, no, don't keep do doing it. More. Don't do, don't do it even more. Uh, don't keep doing it. Will. No, you fucking won't. Uh, that that basketball's not even a sport; it's a game. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. I don't care about this. I mean, I people you say, can't, oh, you know, you can't. I, what if I was into rugby league and I was just doing rugby league le- references and no one would get yeah, them? Yeah, because you know what? There's, there's this meme I've seen right where. Um, that one person likes all of your Instagram posts. So you're, you're kind of like a pulpit and there's one person in the crowd just like with their arm up. <laughs> so if there's one person listening to this who likes the NBA, but hey, T, hey, you reference some um, <laughs> 1980 Chicago Bulls. I remember them. I remember when Charles Oakley left and Scotty Pippen came in and they just, revolutionized the old team, you know? Just stop. But, um, just stop. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to land my point now, but I feel that um, Pochettino, Conte wouldn't exist without Pochettino. So... It's not worth playing them both off against each other. Um, I love Conte. I love what he's got to say. He's fairly straightforward. He's um, he's a stepdad. He's a disciplinarian. You know, Conte is the sort of person who just puts a strap on the table, not a gun, a belt yeah. on the table. It says, "You know what, mate? You 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 got a B minus, mate. Turn it in." Yeah, we need. And that's we, all he's got to say. If we need to, we needed to be checked. I think we needed Conte in our lives. Like we, yeah, we, 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 we turned 13 when, we, when Conte arrived, like yeah. teenagers. Immediately. Get so angry. Put, put angry. Is about eight, nine years old. 
you know, possibly a bit of, you know, Thundermans or um, fucking, I don't know, Powerpuff Girls or whatever the fuck eight-year-olds watch. But you can put, Conte is like, you know, I've got the Financial Times out, the Economist out, says, you know what, mate, you're going to turn into a man now. Yeah. And if you get anything less than an A+, you're going to fucking die. Well, we're, we're sitting yeah, down, yeah. we're sitting down watching, you know, like, um, like you said, like X-Men and, 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 and uh, you know, Lost, Game of Thrones. Yeah. And he sits and turns it off and just puts Shinder's list in. It's like, this is fucking, <laughs> this, this is, you, you lot have got to be fucking learn. You've got to be, realise what the real world is. Stop fucking losing your head in this post-Pochettino bullshit. That's what he did. Any film, any film. <laughs> I was trying to think about the most Jesus. poignant, most dis- depressing film. And that's sad what came, film. sad, Fuck. fucking horrendous film that, that came to my mind good. to make the point. That's a good save. Precious. Well, no, no, don't say it's a good save because that makes me yeah. sound like I, I Nightmare came from... Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street. Something like no, it doesn't work as well. It doesn't work as well. Is that not good? No, no. not as well. Seven Private Ryan. No. Seven Private Ryan. Just play the, play the, uh, the, the, the D-Day landing. The first 10 minutes. Repeat. First 10 minutes of that. Uh, Scum. Monster's Ball. Jesus Christ, dear. What? If you're, if, no, if you, you see, he's doing it again. No, Scum and Monsters Ball. If what? you don't know you those, have to watch Scum. What? If you're going to live in what England, is... watch fucking Scum. I'm the daddy watch now. Watch it. You don't know what that is? I've got no idea. What All right, scum? okay, okay. Wait, after the show, settle down with your missus. Um, right. Maybe get some popcorn. Put on Scum. And then in a couple of hours, text me and T and ask what well, we'll talk about the greenhouse scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah? Hey. Do you fancy that, T? That would be a good conversation. Yeah, mate. You've got to be dumb. Um, right. Yeah, Harry Kane has opened up a. Uh, a apparently, there's conversations about Harry Kane uh, signing a new contract for Tottenham, which seems to be intrinsically linked with what Conte is doing in their future. But the fact that it's out there, that there are some murmurings, and it is coming from a reputable source, would suggest that something that we, I think, we all thought might might happen when he never, he didn't get the opportunity to leave. And with our upper trajectory of Conte and, and Conte obviously inspiring Harry Kane, there are very few managers out there that would be able to inspire Harry Kane. You can imagine his face when listening to Nuno at the beginning of last season. He probably thought, what the fuck? Not only have I been not allowed to leave for Manchester City, but I've also got to listen to Nuno, who, you know, for whatever Shit reason... Shit stepdad. Shit stepdad. Yeah, he just carried on with the powder puff girls, or whatever it might have been. <laughs> um what, 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 Mark, what do you think the contract at Tottenham, if Harry Kane was to sign it, would look like? How much money? What kind of length? What, what, what do you think it would cost? Like, what, what, what are we talking? He's, he's on 250 at the moment, I think, if you believe what is to be reported. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, two, it sounds like 250. That's, that's kind of the number that's moved around. No, um, that's what he's on now. He's, yeah, yeah. At, Sorry, now, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, but what we is he going to be offered? Sure, do we? It's, I, it's, it's got to be, it's got to be up there. It's got, it's got to be three hundred plus. It's got to be, you know, near near three fifty. I think um, it's got to be a bumper because if you if if we don't go all out, go balls out, and and uh, to to try and secure him now, I think as happy as he is, he's not stupid, um, and he has, he does seem to have kind of. I don't know, he seems to have matured a little bit. You know, we knew he's doing all this stuff kind of off off the pitch and, and, and that he's trying to establish himself as a bit more of a, a profile sort of for, for for maybe for longer than what his football <coughs> career will allow him to be. So um yeah, I I, I think he deserves it, man. Like what he's what he's given what he's given Spurs, uh he deserves to be our highest played paid player ever. Um and I think I mean is what is he thirty now, turning thirty, so but I he's think not, it's gonna be 
I just want to ask you a hmm? question about that. And I don't mean as in he's old, but but no, we'll, no. we'll need a. He will look at his career, like how much he's got left, right? Um, and the more money we time down to, and the longer contract, the more he will need to be bought out for, and, and you know, so so. I think it makes sense for us as well. Well, the, the thing is, is that in terms of length of the contract, which is interesting, if you think, I don't think at this stage you're protecting him from a buyout. You're, uh, I mean, if if you know, if you if you're thinking about what Harry Kane could be worth to Tottenham in three years, you're talking insignificant amounts of money compared to what he has been worth or what he was worth last last summer. I think. What 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 length would you be happy with, T? If it, if if it came out, he was on four hundred k a week, capped. That's the maximum he could earn, and he signed a four year deal. Would you? Would that make you comfortable? T. Um. Yeah, I think um, I think he's very much in credit. In terms of um, you know, with the fans and of the club, um, the Man City thing's been pretty much forgotten about now. So um, yeah, I think he can probably just do a Roy Keane. He guarantees he's a highest paid player. For now, be fair enough. I um the, the the thing is that thirty years old now isn't thirty years old fifteen years ago or twenty years ago where you thought like the prime a player's prime is twenty eight twenty nine. Kane and Son, given the nutrition and how they look after themselves and how fit they are. Like thirty is not old. Like thirty's, you know, peak. You know, Ronaldo is still doing it at thirty-seven. I know that Kane isn't Ronaldo, but he, that's seven years off from where Kane is currently. And he's talked about being able to play till he's forty. So he's visualizing the idea of playing Premier League football or, or top-level football until forty years old. I do think this would be the last big contract of his career, and for us to tie him down to Tottenham and up until thirty-four, thirty-five where he's still going to be, you'd imagine, still be as, as good as he is now. Um, I'd be comfortable with that. 400 grand a week is a lot. It's something like, that's a contract. So his last contract was worth 62 million across the f- six years. So I don't know, I'm not going to butcher the maths, but you know, if you imagine what kind of, if he's, he's earning another 150, it's probably a comparable amount for four years. So that's a 60 million pound commitment to Harry Kane from Tottenham. It's not like just getting him to sign a new contract. Isn't something that doesn't have an impact on how well we can spend elsewhere, but you can't replace him. Right. Mark He's just, if we, if we, if he, if, if there's any option to get him to sign a new contract, if it is four years, then you just take it. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think you do. Um, I think his 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 worth footballing wise to the club uh, is it's 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 well it's not irreplaceable. But we would need to work extremely hard, and we'd need to sign probably at least two players. Um, he is he is so important to us. I think he means a lot for us as a as a as a role model as well. Um, and I think for for that reason as well, it's not it's not just sentimentality here. By the way, either that's just saying oh you know he grew up with the club and all that sort of bullshit. It, it is literally. It makes footballing sense. Uh, it makes financial sense um, because he does he does bring in a fucking ton of fans, um, and I, I think all those things combined. I mean, we we, we just have to secure him for as, for as long as we possibly can. If, and, if I mean, to your point about Ronaldo as well, like, like I I absolutely see Kane playing well into his thirties. He will just he is such a clever guy. He will he will just adapt his 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 game. 
Um, but then he's never been, you know, he's not fast. He's, he's yeah, he, he works hard, but he's not a fast player. You know, Ronaldo had to massively adapt his game. I don't know if Kane has to do the same amount to adapt his game to be a bit, you know, when he gets a bit older. Well, you drop him into if a anything, 10 he's adapted, he's, he's been... Well, I mean, well, this is the thing. You could absolutely, he could actually pull back a little bit. Um, but I'd also argue he has adapted his game. I mean, when was the last, he had more injuries sort of five, six years ago than he had, than he, than he has at the moment. So, so there has been a level of adaptation to his game. And, and I think he'll just continue doing that as he, as he gets older. Um, he's got less touches per game sort of at the moment than, than he did, than he did last season. So um, I'm not saying it's starting already this season from last season, but it, it will happen. He looks so comfortable carrying the ball. Um, you know, a young striker like Vardy, uh, you know, or playing off the shoulder. And not that Kane has always been able to drop deep, but it's a, a young man's game for for a striker to to play off the shoulder and pace a, a centre back. Kane is still, even though he probably lost a couple of, he's lost a little bit in his pace, maybe, but he's so strong and he's he's, he's sort of drive and his his strength and his his willingness to beat a player and belief in himself is so significant that he's still he's still carrying the ball brilliantly and and making really you saw the penalty we got against um Frankfurt where he was he, he drove into the box and was fouled you know he, it's it's there he's, he's still there and he's he's a couple of years away from that being a, a game that he needs to reduce somewhat and like i say I, he could easily drop into a 10 now and um, yeah. we buy a proper number nine, or he plays next to a a, a, a more sort of tra- traditional number nine, and just feeds him. And he would still bag twenty five goals a season in that role. So there's no worries about his age at all. I don't think. And like I say, like the modern game has changed. The longevity of players' careers are going to be significantly improved by just how good nutrition and fitness and training is in the in the modern era. Um, just quickly before we go on to the questions, Conte talked about uh, preferring uh, the three-four-three in his press conference, and against United, he said he had the options of Lucas Moura and Perisic as forward players, which suggests that Kulusevski isn't going to be fit for that one either. Um, do you think, T? Do you think he's bluffing about that? About using Lucas Moura at Old Trafford with in a free, or, or adapting Perisic to a free? Do you think he's he's like a smoke screen for a three five two? I don't I don't think he's bluffing. I think um he probably sees a failure of um the three four three as a failure of him <laughs> as a manager because he's so um wedded to that philosophy that um I could see him trying to do something a bit left field. But um as has been said countless amount of times, I just feel that three five two only not only is it an effective formation for Tottenham with our personnel, but it gives us a better bench as well um, because you can have, if you do go three five two, you've got um, Lucas Moura and Perisic as a different players off the bench, mm. so it just makes more sense to to do that. But we've got, I mean, we're playing two games a two games a week this month, so maybe he's mindful of um, that in terms of um, not putting too much pressure on Basuma. But he was actually very positive about Basuma after the game, so. He talks about, I would like to think that he is bluffing. He talked about um, Basuma, you know, you know, in terms of Basuma being able to understand what was required of him to play for Spurs and con- in Conte's system. And suddenly we've seen Basuma being trusted in that midfield once he's come on and playing well. 
uh, the same thing he said about Jed Spence recently. Obviously, Spurs fans have just been banging on and on about Jed Spence. And we talked about it at length a couple of episodes ago about why he may or may not be playing. But he come off the bench against Everton to um, you know to make way uh, to, for, for Doherty can make way, and it was a similar stuff with Basuma, just eased him in, and it, it's quite exciting the fact that Jed Spence could be a proper player and has been brought to a point where he understands exactly what's expected of him to play for Tottenham. It's uh, an exciting thing. Um, we're going to do a uh, proper preview for the Man United game. Uh, for our patrons, thirty uh, percent of the people that listen to the podcast typically become patrons. And um, if you do that for the price of like I don't know, it's like five pound or something like that for a month, um, we do a preview amongst other shows every single week, don't we? Every game, don't we, Mark? Me and you. Um, do we? Yeah, yeah. It's a great joy. <laughs> about thirty forty minutes of uh, preview chat for whatever games coming up, and obviously we're gonna do one for the main night game. Um, we've got a question here from Zeus. He says, uh, you walk into an airport bathroom and see Conte struggling to put a bag of ket up his bum. Do you grasp him up or help him insert it? T. What kind of cunt would grasp him up? Imagine that. Like some sort of clean shirt. With, oh, there's drugs in it. Don't matter what you've done for Spurs. Don't matter that you, you desperately want that ket up your bum. I'm going to grasp you up to airport security and really damage your reputation. Actually, probably ruin your reputation. I, I don't know if um, Zeus is inferring that we put up our bum because Conte can't get it up his bum. Or um, would you do that? Would you yeah. take? Would you? Would you put it up? You say so. He, so Conte's bum's just just too loose. Just can't get anything up there anymore. Um, do you? Do you smuggle drugs for Conte? Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Would you do that? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd do. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if I, you know, if I get caught and I'm in prison, I'll, you know, I'll watch... Um, Flav, do you remember back in the days they had these mini TVs that had like, aerials on them? Yeah, of like, course. Um, and it was so like, you didn't have to plug, fucking, uh, plug them in. I'd be watching that in my prison cell. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, watch the Spurs win the league in a little four-inch green TV, you know. Um, I did that. And, I, and, you know, and Conte will include me in his victory speech. He says, you know what, I could have gone to prison for the rest of my life, but T, you know, when he jumps in the grenade for me, put the kit up his bum, and fair play, you know. I mean, he, he'd, look around, name. He'd, he'd look around shocked. He'd look around shocked. He'd go, fuck, I've been caught. And you'd go, shh, shh. Yeah, and exactly. you'd come up Straight behind him. You'd come up behind him, put your finger in his mouth, and then you'd just gently insert the baggie up his bum. That's what you do, hands down, Mark, wouldn't you? You take the belt off. Yeah, it's, it's, the, the belt it's the only, right, it's the only right answer. Put the I love belt. that you went straight to that. He's. I love that you went straight to he's too loose as well. Like instead of him being being too tight. No, too loose. But how how do we? Uh, yeah. How <laughs> um, how would you do that though? Would you like? Would you put some? Would you like take take your t shirt off, rip an art, rip a sleeve off, just and just spit on your fingers and just whack just it up? Put it. a little bit of a nice, nice, yeah, nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, hundred percent. Just help him out. Do whatever you need. Like you do, do whatever you, you can for the your, your new stepdad. What's fucking expecting of you, boy? Yeah, mate. Yeah, he'd be shocked, and you have to make him feel relaxed and just sort of go. Frankie said, "Relax." Up it goes. Um, just, you just have to brush his hair a little bit, and then he'd tell you not to touch it. 
Um, yeah. It's very expensive. This hair is very expensive. To touch, don't touch my hair. You, Just concentrate on the cat. Let... Concentrate on the cat. <laughs> um, what was the question? Uh, oh no, no, T. Um, you remember you just mentioned sort of retro TVs. Do you remember the ones that weren't buttons? You had to dial it in like a radio. Yeah, signal. yeah. Remember them? Yeah. They were shit, yeah. weren't they? Fuck, and they, they weighed a fucking ton, mate. You this know is, what I mean? Mark, you can put a TV under your arm now. Do you know what we're talking about, Mark? Dial a TV in. I, I don't think that's... I don't think... Uh, it's, it was like I a don't re- think the rest so, of you have got them. So imagine... I mean, you, you yeah, definitely. Just... How old are you, Mark? Mm. Dial it. I'm 40 next year. Fuck, I'm so you should know. So these are these essentially it was a radio, but imagine you tuned into Radio One, not not on di- when it was digital, but on like manual, mm. where you turn the dial and it and it would uh, enable the radio <laughs> to to pick up the broadcast. It was the exact same thing for TV. You ha- you could get into all f- four channels. It was at the time, maybe three channels, and you turn yeah. the dial and then the picture would just become clear. It, oh, it they were black and white often as well. This is my poor me, youth. I grew up in a work, very working class family, so maybe it's just me. Yeah, well, maybe, or maybe I was just so poor I didn't even have that TV. Who knows? But, there isn't a single poor yeah, person in uh, Scandinavia. You, you got, don't you got let to run of radio rentals, mate. You know, pay a bit of money each month and you get a TV in your gaff. There were TVs outside, uh, to, out, out there, right, where you'd put a pound into the TV to make it go. Ah, that's true. That's mad. Is it mad? That mad? That's the life of normal working class people in London back in the day, Mark. Just because yep. you've been brought up in, England, in this privileged yeah. monk shagging country, that you're yeah, given TV for free to to watch all the Scandinavian propaganda yeah. directly into your front. Mark had Mark, Mark had a fucking plasma in the nineties <laughs> with a laser disc as well. Yeah, right. laser. laser oh. Laser disc. Well, we never had a laser disc. My dad had one of the first mo- first mobile phones in Denmark, though. Uh, or like it was like a well, car phones. I suppose it was back then. It was before mobile. Phones. Do you remember it? Was, was it Fucking on top of a massive battery, massive. a massive brick battery, massive box? So my dad had Huge one of those. One. My dad because he but he worked for a uh, central heating engine in a, a company called I can't remember, Dalkia or Benham, I think something like that. And all of the drivers in these transits would have these mobile phones, and they were they weighed about as much as a suitcase that you take on holiday but they were sort of small and they'd sit on this big massive battery and there'd be an actual phone that uh, sort of uh, you know the typical yeah, phone like in a, a yeah. household phone with a, a like a, 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 a sort of ex- extendable wire and um i remember this time where he was he got a call from work and we were driving home and um he was on his on this phone as he was driving back then there were no laws in mobile phones because no one had them. Just people that worked who needed a phone on the go would have these fucking things. Um, and he, he would, he was lifting it up to his ear. Imagine that the old school phones like in your house, it was that kind of phone. And he was <laughs> driving this transit van. And as he was talking, the wire of the phone was getting caught up in the steering column. And my dad is quick to frustration. He's a man of a very short temper. And the way he deals with having a short temper is freaking out and punching things. I remember driving through Crouch End and he was punching his steering wheel because this this fucking phone cord got caught up in it. Um, Yeah, that's that's, that's my childhood. Thanks for making me relive that, boys. Um, You know, there's, there's, there's kids today that don't know what a landline is. Like, you know, and not just like five-year-olds, like proper teenagers. 
Don't fucking know. No, what well, I, 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 um, I saw this TikTok the other day and it says, ask if you if you're a millennial, ask your children this. Do you know what it means to burn a CD? And I asked the kids, and they like, mm. I don't know what you're fucking talking about. Like, obviously, yeah. they went to obvious things like, um, you know, uh, setting fire to a CD. Why would that be useful? Yeah, fuck them. Kids these days, they don't know anything, do they? Um, Patrick Emmy says, "Now you have forgiven. Now that we have forgiven Kane, is Ricky TFC? If we, Ricky TFC did make Spag Bowl for Harry, and he said he didn't like it." Will he return to hate? Ross Joyce also follows up with, most fans have forgot the ill will towards Kane after the failed City move. However, we all, we, sorry, will all that be undone if he breaks Greaves' record in the current Oasia and forces us to look back at the monstrosity, on that monstrosity forever? Um, yeah, shit Oasia shirt, but have you completely and utterly forgiven Kane, boys? Uh, take on. Forgiven, but... But not forgotten. I haven't um, forgotten either. Um, I'm, up, I'm, I'm up for something collapsing on him. You know, that's, that's kind of my thing. That's kind of my go-to insult now. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I've forgiven him. What's all about what Um, I don't know. Maybe his mansion. You know, this year's like he hasn't got any tattoos on him. You can't even see if it's his arm or not. If it's a child's arm. But um, you know, <laughs> this is his arm out of the rubble. It's like saving. Like, Fuck you. What you did about Man City, mate? You know. Um, but. Sign a new contract. If sign a new contract, and 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 absolutely, un- everything is forgiven. In my opinion, I think new yeah. contract and a few trophies would, would do it. Oh, you can't hold the trophy thing against him. That's what all the other. That's what other clubs fans do. Just, just that's a that's a that's a, a, a team thing. But if he signs a new contract, and it's, I, I think yeah, I think it's a time to forgive him. It's not holding it against him. It's just that, um, you know, you've got someone like Danny Thomas, who's a Spurs legend, because of um, he was part of, um, of a team that won something. It'd be nice if um, Kane had had did, that, you know what I mean? He, like he actually missed the penalty as well, didn't he? The team that won something. Yeah, he did. He did. And I mean, his career cruelly ended by Gavin Maguire. Never forget that shit. Disgraceful. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Jason, old, <laughs> Jason Williams says, has Skip's injury cost him a place in Conte's plans moving forward? He was vital to Spurs' success before the injury and Benson Corhobier and Basuma all seem to be ahead of him now. He'll get his time. He's been coming on as a sub in the last couple of games. Conte waxed lyrical about him last season. It's just about wait and see, isn't it? He's, I, don't think, I don't think it's cost him a place. Do you, Mark? It's just was it what? It, it cost him in the short like, term. It cost him a place, but he rates him. Was he? Oh, he's a good, Skip's a good player, but was he vital to Spurs' success? I think honestly, he I, was, and I, he, I even there are some good. statistics out there about how our win ratio with him in the side was something like seventy eight percent. That's like five games or something, and it's, and it's fine. Look, it's fine. Oh, I'm not so you're just bumming he's off your, Hoibier he's, earlier because he's he comes your, from he's Denmark. Your he's your Hoibier. Here we are. No, that's what you were doing. You, but you, you, you no, go, he's the second best player in Great Britain. Ah, and, and now Skip apparently wasn't good for Spurs, is what you're saying. Skip was good, but he wasn't vital to our success. He just wasn't. Like Son and Kane were, are. Skip isn't, wasn't. Maybe in the future, but he wasn't. But he's fine. Good player. Good player he's, he's, he's a good player. He's a good player. You love him, so it's fine. Again, that's a Michael contract as well i have to have to mention skip so i'm a very good player mm. but um he has he kind of i don't know the, the crux of jace 
captain's question, I suppose, is 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 will we see him? Will we see him sort of back in the side, and will he be will he be played as much as he was played? I think he was played that much as well because there wasn't kind of a a massive upgrade a shit on him. When he back then. Oh, he needed a little bit of time to kind of get used to. He was to good. He was good, and but he's best. an option. He's depth. He's depth at the moment, and that, that's what you need. Absolutely. He is. He is. I think he, he will need. He will need time. We need to re- we need to remember number one how young he is still how 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 long this injuries take and several injuries like backed up. He hasn't played since um, January. Like he hasn't started since January. So massive. It, it's going to take him some time. So so let's let's just let's give him the time. Let's talk about. It's not that we can't talk about him to like put him under pressure, but it's actually he, beneficial. He, the to boy him, will need time. Beneficial to him that that Bentenko, Hoybier, and Basuma are ahead of him right now because it means you don't 100%. have to rush him. You don't have to throw him into yeah. mental games where he might push himself too far and, and yeah. this mad injury that he's had re- reoccurs. And with, with with the expectation that we put on, well, with ex- you know, expectation carries weight. So when he, like you say, when he if he if he plays and he starts playing, we're not going to look at him and go, oh, our season depends on where the skippy comes back and and you know is is crucial, quote unquote, again. Um, if he comes on and I, you know, he's, he's had a few cameos, but we've not talked really about Skip's performance outside of, oh, you know, he'll be great. He's a great player when he comes back or all that sort of stuff. And that's the good, that's a good place to be. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's move on to Dr. Chock's uh, question. This is one day Sonny will leave in hopes of lessening the pain. I'm wondering if we could, we should hope he does something morally dubious or is he just too good tea? What, what kind of thing would you want to happen to Son? So it, it stops the pain from when he actually has to leave us and, and not play for Tottenham any, any, anymore. Oh, God. I non- feel like I've been set up to say something awful again. Non- nonce? Yeah, um, like nonce? If he came out as a well, nonce after. He's done all the good stuff. Nonsense, you know, um, He's done all the good stuff already. You know when, um, I don't know, maybe maybe he leaves and um, has an Eduardo sort of leg break, you know, so um, there's no, we don't, have to, we don't have to watch him play for anyone else. You know, I mean... Just, just see the, see the shin snap. And no, I wouldn't wish just, that. You on know, him. can't play for us. Can't play for anyone. You know. Um, I'd rather him be a nonce and have that happen to him. Yeah, I don't know. I think being a nonce is a bit too easy to kind of go to. Uh, it's a bit, know, well, maybe, a bit too um, easy, is it? It's just a bit too obvious. Yeah, it's a bit too obvious. Have a go. We'll have to find something new we'll have to find a new scandal for people. Um, I, th- I, th- I don't care about text dodging. That doesn't, doesn't bother <laughs> me. I think that's the accountant's fault. But um, I think I, I, I think find something more. I think we're going to get the best years out, son. And 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 it doesn't matter what he does we afterwards. Have. Uh, we have probably, and maybe there is still more to come. I think there is. Um, but whatever it is, at the end of his contract at Spurs, and it may be a world where he signs another one. Um, we'd have had the best. So if he goes off to. You know, playing La Liga or wherever it might be, then I don't think it, it, it would be too painful. Anyway, um, let's round this off, this podcast off, with a question from Joss. Is every time your mum noshes Conte off, we're guaranteed a win. Three game weeks, three game weeks time, we're he- ahead of the scum. Would you send round his? Would you send round his gaff every week or just as and when? Would you send your mum round his gaff every week or just as and when? Every game, every game, even League Cup games, I would have sent. I would have sent. I would have sent my mum to Marine when we played them last year. <laughs> every single game, you know. Um, oh, hold on. He's followed this up we... was with for context. For context, it's Flab's mum. Is that necessary, Josh? <laughs> Is that necessary? I thought we all got the point. So, how many times did you send my mum round to Conte to nosh him off for a win, Mark? 
you know um or, or tea or no, is he, is he, i send him around i send him around you, you said my mum you, you said my mum to to commit an act on conte every single game is that what you're saying conte uh Pep before his more, Arsenal game. More players. All right. Klopp before the Arsenal game. Managers are not even just, nothing to do with Spurs. Just send my mum willy I mean, nilly. I'm across, she's, and she's got to get trained as well. She's, mate. Now, so she's, she's, she's got. We we'll do a rotor. I Mark, do. A, I do a great. You know, I used to do rotors when you I. Know what you're retail. not thinking about Mark. Get my Excel spreadsheet out. Mark, you're not thinking. She's got to get trains everywhere, right? You got to feed her. You got. She's got. She's got. Okay. There's work involved. It's not just she doesn't magically appear in front of Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp. See. You know, I'm quite fond of a, 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 a one of the Lime Uber electric bicycles. We could just, I could just sort of give her my Uber login, and she could just get on a bike. She's seventy like years old. Neutral. What? Yeah, exactly. That, it's great. Well, it's I, I mean, neutral as well. yeah. What about Save my mum's mouth? Forget the Very fucking. Who gives a shit about the environment? We're talking about my mum. And, and Mate, you want to put a seven-year-old woman on a bike? You want to? You want to? You want to put a seven-year-old woman? Who's paid her dues? A nurse. She's worked for the NHS for forty years. You want to put her on a yes, bike? Sir. Yes, sir. No, you want to put her on a bike to go and see Jurgen Klopp in the hope that Liverpool get a victory against Arsenal. That's... It's, it's an electrical bike. She doesn't need to cycle very much. She's seventy. It's uncomfortable. Bye. I feel terrible because I've met his mum and I. She's I, a lovely I woman. Bad. She's a wonderful woman. All right, that'll do for the Fighting Cop podcast. Very, very much, Mark and T. Um, Thank you. Spurs are on the up. We're on the up. Everyone's on the up. Fucking up the Spurs. Kane has scored fucking nine goals in ten games, and there's a bloody footnote. This has got up. Fuck Harland. What was good yesterday was that um, Harland looks super... Fuck Harland. Fucking Norwegian fraud. He he looks ordinary. uh, He he looked like a normal striker, which was interesting to see. Anyway, fuck that. Um, I'm going to go and make dinner for the kids. I'll speak to you later, boys. Bye. Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.